I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. Yeah, I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. James, it doesn't actually feel uh, like this should be our last podcast of the year, given everything that's going on and what we're going to be talking about. But, but what can we do? The world is crazy. This is this is our reality. How are you? Uh, how are you doing? Yeah, what a what a way to head into Christmas, eh? We you know we have a we're coming out of eighteen months of pretty difficult, and it feels like we're heading back in again, and it's a week to Christmas, so. You know, we should probably talk about where we're at at the time we're recording this. It is Saturday night. Um, we're in Vancouver. The game was supposed to start in about 10 minutes. There is no game now. It's been postponed. There's no game in Seattle. There was no game on Thursday in Calgary. Uh, this trip has been us coming to Western Canada for seven or eight days, going to one hockey game, and then, you know, having practices and, and, and games and everything canceled so it's um pretty unusual situation and you know it feels an awful lot like march of 2020 when uh you know the, the world was changing quickly and hopefully um hopefully it doesn't uh it, it's not as bad as it was back then yeah so the difficult thing is like in our podcast even in our writing for the most part we try to stick to hockey as much as we can like I know for me, like when I go and listen to podcasts that I like, whether it's about basketball, hockey, baseball, football, whatever, the less that everything coming up in the world can come up, like the happier I am. I, like, I don't want to, I don't want to hear so much of that stuff, but where we're at right now with the Leafs, it's unavoidable. Like we, there isn't hockey to talk about since the last podcast. All we have to talk about uh, is what you're talking about with some of the the postponements. And obviously, if you haven't heard the news, um, Travis Dermott, Jack Campbell, TJ Brody, and then a couple coaches, Sheldon Keefe, the head coach, Spencer Carberry, an assistant, um, along with Tavares, Kerfoot, Spezza, Simmons, all in COVID-19 protocol. It just creates this very 
concerning uncertain situation, um, where do you want to start with the latest, which is that since we last recorded, everything has kind of gone into uncertainty. Yeah. And I mean, the priority now for the Leafs is trying to get everybody home with Christmas, you know, five or six days away. And, you know, some of the players are symptomatic and not feeling very well. Um, a lot of, as far as we know, a lot of the the players and, and coaches are asymptomatic. I, I, I was talking to one person uh, around the league today and they said, it seems like it's like every one of every six or one of every seven uh, staff or players that, that test positive actually has, has symptoms because obviously most of the vast majority of the NHL is, is double vaccinated. And even in the U S you know, some of the players are, are have their booster shots now. Um, but it's, it's really kind of like a logistical problem for the Leafs now to figure out how do they get everybody home? And, you know, the NHL hasn't canceled the game on the 23rd against St. Louis, which is, you know, that's the next generation game, right, Jonas? The afternoon yeah. game leading into Christmas. Haven't canceled that yet, but, you know, with so many players testing positive and with the logistical challenges of getting everybody back to Toronto, I have a hard time seeing how they're going to be able to play that game. Yeah, we can get to that and get to the schedule in a second. But before we do, let, like, let's take a second um, and talk about getting people home. Like, how, I was trying to think about it last night. Like, how would it work? Do you have to get like a separate private jet? Because I, I mean, I asked Kyle Dubas about that today during his call with the media. And he said they were just figuring that out because they, they've obviously never gone through something like this. Um, and, and it's kind of heartbreaking, like for all of them. But like the other day after practice, Sheldon Keefe was talking about this situation, he kind of said, like, I've been staying in my hotel, except for going for walks. Like, I've been really trying to, like, stick to everything that we put in place because my priority is I want to be home for Christmas. And, like, I don't want to be stuck here for Christmas. Like, he has, uh, he's got a family. He's got two boys, I believe. Um, and I'm, you know, I'm sure some of the other guys, like John Tavares, Spezza, Simmons, like, it, that's the part about this that, that beyond all the other stuff that, that kind of makes it all the more, I don't know, worrying, concerning, you, you feel for them. Yeah. I mean, no one wants to be stuck sitting in a hotel room for two weeks, you know, over, over the Christmas break. So, um, this is, uh, it, you know, it's interesting. You look at the schedule of tonight, Saturday night in the NHL and, you know, it's, it's, there's basically as many games, postponed as there are that are going to be played there's five postponed and there's one two three uh four five six there's six games that are currently still scheduled to be played um the nhl is trying to get as many games played as they can they obviously waited up until kind of the last minute i feel bad for the you know i know from growing up in in Kamloops and making the three and a half hour drive to vancouver for games all the time there's a lot of people that come in to Vancouver when there's a game there's you know and when I tweeted that the game was postponed there's a whole bunch of fans that have tickets and have hotel rooms and have come into the city to go and the game gets canceled you know without a lot of notice and it's going to be interesting too you know Jonas like back in Ontario they're doing uh the games are going down to 50% capacity that's for now you know, man I, like we'll see if that sticks yeah yeah, but you know, I heard that the Leafs games are like something like ninety percent sold for the rest of the year. So if they have to go to fifty percent capacity, they're going to have to decide who still gets to go and who doesn't, and 
refund a bunch of the tickets and you know like the it's just it's a shit you know, it, yeah the thing i wonder jonas and this is what you know talking to some executives around the league you know if you pause the season right now for a week or two or whatever what's different in a week or two like it i mean if anything the the covid-19 situation might be worse then right yeah i guess that's a good point because it it's not like it's not going to it's just going to stop spreading just because you're not playing. I don't know. Like everyone's vaccinated and it's a bunch of vaccinated players. You know, what's interesting is that two of the players that got it, Jonas were uh, Kerfoot and, and Tavares and obviously play on the same line. And when they played in Edmonton, they were matched up against Ryan Nugent Hopkins and they played the vast majority of their minutes against that line. Uh, and, uh, you know, what was it like a day and a half later, Nugent Hopkins goes in the protocol and then like another, like 12 hours later, it's Kerfoot and, and Tavares and that are there. And well, and they probably saw a pretty good chunk. I didn't check the numbers against Duncan Keith, who was also placed in the protocol. Yeah, I did check the numbers on Nugent Hopkins, but I didn't check. And, um, I didn't check on, on, on other Oilers, but, um, I think that, and, and other people around the league think that there's a lot of this is on ice spread because, you know, the, this is the first time the Leafs have run into this. Like they, they've been extremely careful when not on the ice. But what are you going to do if you know other teams, other teams have it? And it, it, you know, there's a lot of with the new variant and everything. There's lots of community spread. Um, so it, you know, it's it, it, the players' kids and their wives and you know anyone they interact with could be picking it up in the community and. It just seems like with the new variant, it's so contagious that what some people, I mean, like almost 15% of the league has it right now. Like right now at this moment, almost 15% of the league is in COVID protocol. I was looking at, you know, I'm in the a fantasy pool and in and, and the fantasy pool, it marks when guys are COVID-19 and you look at your roster and it's like, it's all lit up like with red with guys that are in, in COVID protocol that can't play or, or games that are postponed. And um, I was thinking you know, about that, James, like I run my hockey league and i was thinking like this isn't fair there's like no these teams. You're, gonna, you're winning <laughs> or losing your week based on like the guy like marks play isn't played well I, yeah i got a bunch of flames and they've been real good i got good draw it's they've been really good for me this year too so i mean obviously that doesn't matter like that's not no, it important doesn't. but it's just i tweeted the other day it's like you're running a you're trying to win your fantasy pool in the middle of a pandemic it's like such like a dystopian kind of i don't know the whole thing's so bizarre i don't know where i'm going with all this jonas but like i mean basically like if it keeps spreading like this everyone in the league is going to have it like it's not it's going to be unavoidable everyone's going to have have had covid well let me pull you back and and talk about you mentioned that december 23rd game now they could in theory to get like you and i were talking about their roster and like they don't have enough players and they don't have forwards they could like if they wanted that game to be played, they could put however many guys they need to on IR, which means they have to be out seven days. But the problem is like the Marlies have 10 players positive. Like who do you even call up? That's what I was going to say is that the one thing we haven't mentioned yet is that 10, half the Mar, almost half the Marlies have it. So you're going to be, they're going to be going down to the, I saw that the LA Kings today recalled a player from the, the Swamp Rabbits. That's a team. That's a team. Yeah, I can't remember. Is it Greenville? Swamp Rabbits play in the ECHL, and they rec- they had to recall someone from there. Wow. Let me get a bunch of Swamp Rabbits playing in the NHL. <laughs> I 
But you know, I, I, I the NFL has changed their their protocols, right? Like they've yes. they've they've basically made it. Um, they're not. Is it that they're not testing everybody? They're only testing symptomatic players at this point. Is that what they're doing? I don't want to speak without fully knowing all the details, but from what I understood, just like glancing. Let me see if I can. Let me see if I can pull it up here. They were making it easier for players who who tested positive with no symptoms to come back quicker. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Here. Let me. I. I, I don't have the source for this, so I, I believe this is from an article. Someone sent this to me. Um. Let me just do the Coles notes. Let me me just do the Coles notes here. Uh, The league and the players' union made changes to allow fully vaccinated asymptomatic players to test out of quarantine and return to practice and games faster. So, if if you're vaccinated, you can come back. Um, If you test negative, part of what's happening with some of the players, Jonas, is that they're they're they really don't they don't test positive for very long. Like they have it, and it just they don't have any symptoms and it doesn't last very long. And then the, that's it. So what a, what a weird thing. I eh? like that. So, you know, the NHL on the advice of like the medical community and their doctors wanted them testing everybody and wanted to have the, you know, get the, but the situation might be changing with this variant. You know, it, it might just be, they might have to start going to where players need to have symptoms to be taken out. Yeah. As someone who, who doesn't know enough, I'm, I would trust the people who do know more than I do. That's all I'll say. But yeah, I don't know. I don't like, I don't know the answers. It's just, I mean, we're trying to like figure out what the rest of the year is going to look like. The Leafs are trying to just figure out how they're going to get their players home. Well, I think it's probably safe to say we don't need to go on a whole bunch more road trips until we get like a bit more clarity about what it's oh, yeah. like. I, oh, yeah. There's not going to be access. You know, we were in Edmonton. And, uh, and, I, and this isn't like to blame anyone or anything, but we're in Edmonton and they do the availability with the, with the players and the coach. And we go in this little tiny closed in room and there's like how many media people were there, like cameramen and it's this little tiny room and they're, and they're bringing Simmons and Spezza and Matthews and these guys into the, and Keefe in this room with a bunch of media people. Like they're not going to do that anymore. No. This is all thing fast, man. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's hard to know what to do. And like, that's, what's so difficult about this. It's like James, like I was, another thing I, I asked Dubis is like, when are they going to make up these games? And it's like the only time like that really makes any sense is February. And obviously. Yeah. But what's the building availability then though? Jonas? Yeah. That's the thing. I don't know. Like, well, it, that's it what they, like they were saying hard, James to like schedule a trip. Like you're going to be able to line up the buildings all at once. Like, you know what I mean? Like if you want to go to Calgary, Vancouver, Seattle, the chances that you'll have those buildings all be available in a row is like. So before we got into this situation, you go back two, three weeks ago when we were in California, uh, the people I was talking to around the league then were saying, it's just going to be a dark couple of weeks on the calendar because it, you know, most of those dates are going to concerts and other things because the buildings are all booked. So I don't think that February is the. But, but, but. who knows if those things will even be taking place now? Right. So it's me, such I don't a know. Shit show, man. Like, how are you supposed to deal with this? Like, wow. You know, one message I got from someone with the Leafs today said, "You know, we've been working on this for like two days, and everything's changing really fast, and like they're they're kind of overwhelmed in the situation, just like trying to figure out what's next." And uh, yeah, 
Is there anything about hockey you want to talk about or? Well, you know what I should, you know what we should say is like, hopefully, you know, I, I know that most folks that are double vaccinated that get, get COVID and get the variant or whatever are okay. But ho- hopefully that's the case. I mean, hopefully that, you know, there, there are still, there have been players that have had, uh, you know, complications, um, so hopefully, hopefully all the Leafs players are going to be all right. I mean, that's that's the number one concern. Even you know, above and beyond getting out of here and everything is just hopefully they're all right. Yes. Well, and and Kyle Dubas did this. Like Kyle Dubas, so he this is how quickly things are changing. Like he spoke at one o'clock here in Vancouver and and talked about the the four players who to that point had been placed in protocol, and he said only one of them you know was experiencing like real symptoms like fever, chills body aches and then they were preparing to to fly and like the one stipulation to fly is like another round of tests and and if anyone tested positive they weren't going to be able to fly and then obviously that's when we learn about Dermot, Brody, Campbell, Keith, Carberry um so it's just like it, everything is changing so fast um I, I I do have something unrelated to all this bullshit to talk about the Jason Spezza suspension was reduced from six games to four games. Were you surprised by anything related to that? Um, I think that that's closer to the right suspension. I think four games is the right number. So, well, what did you think of uh, Gary Batman's statement? I thought it was good. I mean, I agreed with most of it. So, I guess what's interesting is that he's kind of like. It's a bit of a, it's like a bit of a slap on the wrist to the player safety department that the commissioner comes in and says, no, you guys got this one wrong. Yeah. You would think that the two would be in touch before, you know, wouldn't that be more efficient? I kind of think they did. the commissioner. I don't know. I kind of think they did get it wrong. So it's, maybe it's good that there's like this appeal process and they can get it right. And it's, it is definitely a little bit of a weird system. Well, I mean, like someone should keep a tally of all the ones that are suspensions and all the ones that aren't and see like what the correlation is, because there probably are a bunch that like don't get anything. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, you're right. Like, or like, look at all the ones that are like fines and you look at the play and it's like, that, that guy only got a fine yes, for that. Exactly. Like, like cross check to the neck or something is like, oh no, that's 5,000 bucks. Right. And then you have a guy who's like literally never done anything and does something like reckless and retaliate. It was a bad, it was a bad play, but I, I really honestly believe he didn't, that's not what he meant to do. And it felt like a two game suspension maybe to me, the more I thought about it. Oh. Well, I, I think that even if you don't, the intention's not there, like you still committed the act. So I, that's why I think that that's where I think the four comes in. All right, let's take a break and then let's see if we can dig into the pod bag and find some questions. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. 
Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. It's pod bag time. And as always, I remind you to eat at your local restaurants, support your local businesses. James, I was going to tell you, like one silver lining of being in Vancouver for a million days is like I've got to try a bunch of spots like takeout. Um, and I've just had some unbelievable food and I'm right when we're done with this, I'm going to order some more takeout. I'm excited. Sounds like a plan, Jonas. Do you have a question? Oh, we're going, we're going in. That was the lead to the pod bag. Oh man. All right. Here, this one's for you. Uh, magical Mitch wants to know, do you like corn dogs? I don't know. Have I ever had a corn dog? Probably once. Sure. They're, I don't know. I think they're a bit nasty, to be honest. I don't know. I don't know what the questions are going to be like. There's no. There's no games. There hasn't been a game since Tuesday. We don't know when the next game's going to be. I don't know what kind of questions we're going to get here. Uh, all right. Here's one from Aaron. Aaron wants to know. Uh, on the last episode, you mentioned the possibility of trading for John Klingberg as a potential trade deadline acquisition from Dallas. Uh, does something like Nick Robertson in a first round pick get that trade done? Uh, or what would the, the Leafs be willing to part with? Uh, it seems more ideal to lose a forward prospect than one of the up and coming defensemen. That seems like a lot for a rental player, Nick Robertson in a first round pick. I don't know. Um, does it like, see, I didn't have the same reaction as you did. I guess it depends what you think of Robertson as a prospect and what they, yeah. of Robertson, they being the Leafs and they being Dallas in that. Yeah. Experience. It's just, uh, you know, I don't know. You're only, you're only getting the guy for 10 games and, and playoffs. And, like, we kind of saw the the pitfalls of that with Foligno. Like, you know, it's sometimes you, you can trade a lot for a guy that's not going to be on your roster a long time. If the Leafs felt good about potentially trying to get Klingberg on some kind of an extension, um, which uh, is probably unlikely given what he's going to command, then, then maybe you think about giving up. Uh, to me, that just seems like a little bit much. But it's going to depend what the market can bear. Like, are there going to be other teams lining up to give – you know, a, a good prospect in a first round pick, maybe. And maybe the Leafs should just go all in and, and make a big deal like that. That's all in, James. I like that. That's all in. I guess the, the question, like, so you look last year, uh, someone like Taylor Hall went for two seconds. Nick Felino obviously went for a first. John Klingberg is 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 obviously better than Nick Felino. Uh, I don't know. I, he's better than John Klingberg. No, he's not. I'm John Klingberg is better than Taylor Hall different positions obviously but like i don't know like it, i guess it depends what what the market's like how many teams are in how many teams are looking for d how many teams are willing to pay like do where is dallas at at that point are they ready to sell like a lot of questions all right uh hey can i ask you a question i i suppose so why not let's go all the way off the rails yeah i'm in charge i'm gonna ask you a question what's your favorite christmas movie uh 
I, honestly, I kind of like Bad Santa. Is is that's one of my wow. favorite. That, have you watched that one? I have. Uh, it's pretty I, good. I really enjoy that. I I I sometimes I just pour a scotch and like put that on late at night and just laugh and that that's that's one of my holiday traditions. I think you and Billy Bob Thornton would be friends. He seems like <laughs> he's got a little bit of James Myrtle in him. <laughs> Speaking of off the rails, if people haven't seen that movie's. That movie's fun. I always put it on and, you know, often my, my mom who, who lives in BC and I don't see that often, she's around and she's like, oh God, you're watching it again. <laughs> I sent her one, one year I sent her uh, Bad Santa 2. I, I had it like Amazon to her house and that was one of the gifts I gave her. And I don't, <laughs> I don't think this, I've never seen the sequel, but I don't think it's, I don't think it's very good. Is it still Billy Bob? Yes. Yes, but it, I think it's like, I don't know if it's direct to video or what it is, but it's, <laughs> anyway, I'm just laughing thinking about that movie. What's it, what's uh, what's your favorite Christmas movie, Jonas? So, I like, there's a few I watch pretty much every year. Don't, like, say, I've been don't say Die Hard. No, no, actually, I saw that for the first time a few years ago and, and thought it was pretty good. Like, I don't know why I'd never seen it, but I watched all of them and they're it's pretty good or not all of them. The first two, I guess there are still more I need to see. Three's all right. Watched, yeah, it's pretty good. You got like Samuel, I, Samuel L. Jackson's in three, right? Yeah. I have not seen that one, so I don't know. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, he's a cab driver and that one's pretty good. All right. I'll move on to that one. But I'm like, a, I love Home Alone. Like, I could watch that movie a million times. And Elf, I think, is is pretty, pretty un, not underrated because I think everyone loves it. But yeah, we got Elf the other day, and we put it on for my kids, and my kids are six and three, and I uh, got to the scene where you know where they're in the mall and the Santa's there, and yeah. and, and Elf freaks out that Santa's there, and then he, yeah. he and then he's like, "You're a you're a fake Santa or whatever," and he starts fighting Santa, and my three year old was like inconsolable, like she was not. So I was like, "Okay, you're too little to watch this movie." <laughs> Because she thought, I don't know, she thought he was beating Santa up for real. So it's like, uh, we just, we ruined Christmas that day. All right. Uh, Colin Bradbury says, are there any Leafs left to report on in the Leaf report? I know. Yeah, that's kind of where we're at. Uh, Someone named Clearly a Russian Bot has asked a bunch of questions. Uh, Clearly a Russian Bot wants to know, should the Leafs look at someone like Max Domi? No. Um... No, here's a good Christmas one. Justin Millett, thanks for joining in and making this one festive. For both of us, what was your least favorite Christmas tradition as a kid? <laughs> least favorite? You can take that one. Oh, man. What did I not like? I don't know. My Christmases were really good. Least favorite? I don't know. My parents did a really good job with with everything. Maybe like, I remember having to help like put up like the Christmas lights and stuff. Like some of like the... And it would always be like minus 10 and like freezing and like you're on a ladder. And like, that was like when I was a bit older having to do that or like shoveling the driveway all the time. I guess that's not Christmas. I don't know. Christmas I don't, for me, Christmas was great. Like, you know, it was really like family and food and presents and I don't know. You got any least favorite Christmas traditions, Jonas? Not that I can think of. No, I, I've been trying to like think what I want to ask you on this year end podcast, like whether there's like new year's resolutions or like leaf stuff, like, but it's been such a weird year. Like it's been such a weird two years, obviously. 
Honestly, Jonas, like I'm thinking, you know, we're going to fly back here uh, after this <laughs> very interesting road trip that we'll never forget. And uh, my, my dad's actually in town now, so I'm seeing him in Vancouver, which is fantastic. I've, you know, I've only seen him once in the last two years because of everything going on. Um, so we're going to, we're going to have a nice meal and it's, and then uh, I'm going to go back and, you know, I'm resolved, you know, no matter what the, the COVID situation is, I'm resolved to just, you know, have a nice Christmas with my family and try and make it as normal as possible. Obviously like be safe and everything like that. And, you know, my advice um, to everyone out there is, you know, try and enjoy the holidays and try and like not try and spend a few days, like, like not worrying about everything and, and just being with your family and enjoying them. Cause it's, it's been a long go. It's been a tough go for a lot of people. And I know there's a lot of anxiety out there and everything like that. So if you can just, you know, have, have a good couple days and watch bad Santa and drink a scotch, then, uh, you know, that, that would be my advice. Well said. Well said, James. I think it's been hard for everyone. If there's someone this hasn't been hard from, uh, like, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, Brad McDonald wants to know, how's Vancouver? How's Vancouver, Jonas? I love Vancouver. Obviously, this trip is unusual because of everything that's going on. And Well, there's a question for us, like, how much should we do here? Because, you, you know, like, we want to get back home. So, you know, we don't want to get covid and not be able to go home for christmas so we're we're being relatively cautious about what we what we do here yeah i've barely gone out of my hotel i watched all the bond movies the new ones okay what was the best I one i watched those so many times i don't know why i i just really love them i think the best one is is skyfall but the casino royale which is the first one with daniel craig also really good the other two are are kind of like they're fine so I watched. I, I haven't seen the the brand newest one. What's the brand newest one called? No, no time to die. No I time. haven't seen that either. I haven't seen that. It was, but I went back and in pre- preparation for that movie coming out, I watched the four Daniel Craig ones, and I was really impressed with Casino Royale. I didn't remember everything from that one, and, and I think that's the best Daniel Craig one. I, uh, keeping in mind, I haven't seen the new one, and I was Spectre really is is the worst one to me. Yes. But the one before Spectre, Skyfall, when, spoiler alert, M dies at the end. <laughs> Come on, Jonas. That one's awesome. That was not necessary. Okay, was not, that, was not, that was not necessary. Why did you? <laughs> well, if you haven't seen it by now, that movie came out like <laughs> 10 years ago. Yeah, I know. But like, it didn't add anything by saying that. All right. Here's well, the, here- you, don't, you don't know who M is and anyway. All right. Uh, Tim Brands. I guess when you say spoiler alert, you should give a little bit of time. <laughs> It's all right. Um, Tim Brent's biggest fan is this person's name. Uh, Yeah, there's a throwback. Um, Why did the Leafs game get canceled when they only had four positives when other teams had to play shorthanded? Is that just the league adapting? Well, for one, the Canucks had six. And for two, look at how many more positives showed up when they retested everyone with the Leafs. Like, we're at, what, seven players and two coaches now? Like... I think that they realized it was kind of like the tip of the iceberg and, you know, so I think there's not enough players. They would have had like, they don't have, they have like two other guys. Well, and they're, yeah, they're on the other side of the country. Most of the Marlies, like a huge percentage of the Marlies are, have COVID. So like I heard the, the, the Panthers game got canceled. They, they didn't have any defensemen. They like all, (laughs) everyone that got like, someone said to me that the, 
if they would have played, their six defensemen would have totaled like 70 NHL games or something. Like it just, wow. it's just, Maybe they should just do three on three with all the players. Yeah. Just two short games. I, I, I don't know. Uh, Chris Callahan says, when will the NHL adopt similar testing to the NFL? I think that that's probably what they're going to work on coming up with something like that here. Uh, you know what, James, that, that, that's a good thing I want to get to, um, that we should have got to before. Eight, there should have been, and I think we even talked about it on the podcast, there should have been taxi squads. There should have been COVID relief. Like if, if like there, there should have been something in place for situations like this, like teams being placed or forced in, in the past few weeks, past few months to play shorthanded like that, that stuff was all foreseeable. And like, they could have done something about that. I think. Why, why wasn't there just like a taxi squad of like two players, like a goalie and like one skater or something like, I don't, I don't really understand why they they kind of went into the year pretending like everything was going to be fine and nothing was going to happen. And they, they haven't adapted. And Yes. I mean, not that that would have prevented the situation we're in now, but like, at least for some of those teams that have all had to play short, like it just, it's, it seems kind of ridiculous that, you know, Colorado had to play with 10 forwards and 5D one night and, and, and there have been teams playing with one goalie or, you know, like LA is going to have a swamp rabbit on the, on the ice tonight. <laughs> like, what, like, <laughs> you know, like, so like here, one of the questions we got, someone messaged yeah. us and said, they're, they're, they're mad that we're saying, uh, Shalgren wrong the 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 with the Leafs like fourth string goalie like so that's, that's not right that's what you're worried about right now that we're saying his name wrong come on Shalgren that's what the team has said it says uh, the tweets when will you learn to say Shalgren correct you can say Kampf tell us how to say it <laughs> I don't know whatever I mean we got Sini right what, what else do you <laughs> I, like, want? I like how the world's burning down and there's no games and everyone's got COVID and it's like why aren't you saying Shalgren right <laughs> I just I don't get it. Uh, this guy's name is I think you should leave. Have you watched that show? I think you should leave. No. Oh, he said that's a good that's a good show. It's the one with the guy with the hot dog car and the, all the memes are coming out of it. You know what I'm talking about? Nope. <laughs> it's on Netflix. Uh, I think you should leave. Is asking why does icing get waved off on a power play? It's tradition. I don't know. I mean, they might change that at some point. Maybe just watching endless face-offs over and over again wouldn't be that interesting if a team just ices it and gets a face-off over and over again. <laughs> uh, Eric is asking, before this outbreak, it seemed like in comparison to other teams, the Leafs were managing the COVID situation rather well with no outbreaks or players going to protocol. Was this just lucky or was there extra effort from the team that led to that? I think we don't know for sure, but I think the Leafs have put an awful lot of effort into trying to avoid having any cases. I know for sure that yeah. it was like a really big thing for them to not. Yeah. So basically because like a lot of this is like out of your control, but to control everything you possibly can in a situation like this. But do you have an example of what they might've done that wasn't required or that other teams weren't doing? I just know like they were very stringent like in the past couple of years and, and obviously this year with like masks and like when you're and, and you could even see during the Amazon doc, like their meetings were all spaced out. Like they they made it a point of like anything that they could try to control in this whole thing, they would like not going out on the road, like just doing stuff like that to kind of limit your exposure. But like this is there's a reason we're in this mess. Like you can do nothing wrong and and 
get it. Well, that's partly why I think that maybe it came from exposure from other teams while they were on the ice and that that's what, you know, some people adjacent to the situation kind of think that maybe that's what happened because, you know, a lot of teams that have gone into Alberta, you know, Calgary or, or Edmonton, they've, they've, they've left and, and taken, and, and then their players started, um, started t- testing positive after those trips. I think you got one more in you, James. I'm looking here. I'm looking. How booked up is Scotiabank Arena? Andrew's asking. I, I haven't looked at the calendar. Uh, Paul says, I had tickets for Ricky Gervais at Scotiabank last night and it got canceled. Oh, wow. You know what's funny, James? So like when you were when we were talking about this trip, one of the considerations was we were talking about going to that show because we're like huge fans of Ricky. Mm. And then it was like, do we do we want to go to the show? Nah, I don't know. And I didn't know it got canceled. Man, that sucks. He's he's unbelievable. <laughs> Ethan, so funny. Ethan, uh, I I I I don't know. I it's not not really on my radar to be honest. You don't know Ricky Gervais? I know who that is, but I don't know like his his work. His work? You've never seen The Office? Uh, I've seen maybe like that's the British one, right? I've seen more of the American Office. Okay. Uh, Ethan says, what should I start doing on Saturdays between 7 and 10 p.m.? Is drinking and yelling at an unpowered TV detrimental to my mental health? Uh, <laughs> I'm not an expert. You know what I would suggest, James? Here's what I would suggest. Get the stress out, Ethan. And for you, too, because I know you haven't seen this. You know I drink and yell at the nights. unpowered TV? No, don't do that. If you haven't seen it, and I know you haven't, take your Saturday nights and just watch succession yeah it's on my you list will not be disappointed it just gets better and better and better and better i know everyone's talking about it right now like what season are they in three four they just finished three i gotta convince my wife is what i what i gotta do like when you know that or maybe I just watch it on my own watch it on your own james yeah mm, i think we're running up against the end of the questions here i think you're done james and clearly, a Russian bot sent us a lot of questions. Do you want one more? He he wants to know uh, what does Sandine and Logren's next contract look like. You got a you got a, an answer for that one? Not much. I think those things are sometimes overthought. Like those guys don't have cases for anything. Well, they don't have arbitration. The only argument for them getting more money, Jonas, is if you want to give them some term and and stretch it out a little bit. But even then, like they're not getting much. Like I remember there was a big hullabaloo about like. Hullabaloo, I like that word, um, about Travis Dermott's next contract. And like they, the guys like that, they just don't get that much until like they've established themselves in the league and have like, unless they're, they're like you're saying, like the Leafs with Morgan Riley, that the contract that he's on right now, the last year of it, like that's the kind of contract you're talking about. Neither of those guys is in that bracket at this point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so this has been a wild, crazy, probably our weirdest podcast of the year uh i do want to say like thank you to everyone for listening and supporting the podcast and everything throughout the year it's been a tough year like for us just like it has been for everyone else so we appreciate this this is something we enjoy doing every week so yeah i mean and i know like the show too it's been it's been tough like we you know some of the shows have not been the audio has been problematic and we're not doing these shows in person, so like the dynamics different. We haven't had as many guests because it's been challenging to do that the way that we have in the past. It's so thanks for sticking with us, even though I know it's been a little bit of bumpy go. We're gonna keep the podcast going. Uh, Jonas and I are gonna take a little bit of time off. We'll be back in in the new year, 
uh, Merry Christmas to everyone that's listening and, and that has supported us over the past year. And let's all keep our fingers crossed that we come out of this a lot faster than uh, than we did last time. And remember, go to athletic.com slash leaf report, sign up. There's other podcasts on the Athletic Network, the Athletic Hockey Show. Check that out. And yeah, we'll be back in 2022. Wow. Can you imagine 2022? I never thought about 2022, James. Until yeah. Just it's like we're in Blade Runner and we got jetpack, <laughs> jetpacks and androids all over the place. I tried that movie. I got to maybe give it another go. It was a little too strange for me. You got to watch both of them. You got to watch the old one. You got to watch the new one. You, you might actually like the book. The book's great. Okay. All right. So Blade Runner, Succession. Uh, Bad Santa. Bad Santa. <laughs> some holiday recommends from the pod. And don't, don't show Elf to a three-year-old, too. <laughs> See you, James. Thank you, everyone.